The Sunbelt West looks up for grabs. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit fanduel.com slash Lockdown to get started. All right, Dave Schultz, Lockdown uh, Sunbelt, your team every day. Had some good response to the Sunday episode a little bit later than I wanted to, uh, but there's a lot going on. And a lot of other responsibilities, especially uh, with my show on 103.3 of the GOAT, weekdays 3 to 6 p.m. All right, so we talked about JMU and App, and at the end of the Sunday episode, kind of said that the Sunbelt West seems up for grabs. I thought Troy and South Alabama were kind of the clear favorites. And then a little bit of a delineation with the Cajuns and Southern Miss. Uh, I would say right now, out of all the, out of all the teams, I take what Southern Miss has done so far, and I don't know what we've got. They look good against Alcorn State. Kicked a couple of short field goals in there. But they look good against Alcorn State. Didn't look good against Florida State. Okay. It is what it is. Uh, now they get Tulane, by the way. So, it, you know, it gets easier, and we'll see if Michael Pratt comes back. Uh, we'll talk about that later in the week for the Green Wave. Uh, but I don't know what to make of Southern Miss. We think there is improvement. But it certainly didn't show, as I thought they would cover, and I thought there'd be a letdown for Florida State, and there was no letdown. No letdown whatsoever. They're really good. All right? I'm not sure why they are like a 28, 29-point favorite against BC, but we'll be taking that in FanDuel, that's for sure, uh, this weekend. So I don't know what to make of Southern Miss. Uh, The other ones have some issues that we can clearly see. Troy, for example, has some issues. Troy gave up, as we mentioned 30 points one time all of last year on a Hail Mary uh, by App State. That was 32 points. Third game of the season. They didn't even give up 30 to Ole Miss last year. Gave up 30 to App State. That was it. And then about halfway during the season, they got a lot better and weren't giving up anything. Uh, Coastal Carolina put them some points at the championship game, but that game was well decided. And now they've given up 30 or more points twice. In two weeks. Well, Dave, it was Kansas State. It's a rake team. It's a power five team. That's the Big 12. Yeah, Stephen F. Austin isn't. Stephen F. Austin is usually a good FCS team, but a good FCS team. That's 30 points. Now they're getting JMU this week at home. And JMU has averaged. We could do this, right? They've scored 38 and 36. So that's 37 points. Uh, Troy has allowed 42 and 30. That's 76 points. So you can figure out that average. I'm sorry, 72 points. Math math major that I am. They've given up 72 points, so we can quickly do that average, which is also 36. So, again, something's going to have to come together. It could be just experience. Uh, I think that, you know, replacing the nation's all-time career tackle leader in Carlton Marshall is a big task. Others did not. He missed some games. So we we got guys who have played there before, and they played really well. Okay. I, I don't really buy that, and they have some issues. All right. And Troy, let's be honest, with all due respect to Gunnar Watson, is not 
we can fall behind and come come back. All right, they just can't. They they pulled within a score of Kansas State after falling behind 14-0. They made it 14-10 with 49 seconds left to go, and that lasted 39 seconds. It took them 39 seconds to make it 21-10. Kansas State right before half, and that was basically all she wrote. Make that a 14-10 ball game going to the second half, and who knows what happens. But now you're behind, and you were consistently behind, and you just couldn't. Troy's just not built that way. Troy is not built that way. Uh, now for South Alabama, I don't know what's going on with them. I really don't. I'm hoping Devin Voice and wide receiver, one of the leading receivers in uh, the Sun Belt last year, is okay. It doesn't appear that he is, but we'll hold out hope. Uh, but they were having issues before he he went down. Um, they, they that offense doesn't look like I said if they don't score in three straight offensive possessions, something's wrong. Something's wrong, and I don't know what it is. They're going a lot of side to side. They don't, and they seem to have a lot of home run balls. They don't seem to have, is there a reason they can't get like a 10-yard slant? Is there a reason they can't figure that out? Everybody else can figure out a 10-yard slant, which can go for, you know, 50 yards. We can't figure that one out. I don't understand. So they're going side to side and hoping to get blocking downfield or something along those lines. And it is, uh, well, frustrating to begin with. And um, what would be the other word? Um, I'll think about that. But they uh, they are having issues, all right? Uh, defensively, they're playing okay. I mean, yeah, you're going to give up some points, but you shouldn't be 7-7 with Southeastern at halftime. Come on. Now, they played better in the second half. They did win 35-17, and maybe some of the reserves gave up some points in the fourth quarter to Southeastern. Okay, but they still have not turned the light on. The light has not come on. I don't know why. LaDainian Webb was not supposed to play. Braylon McReynolds is out. Webb did play, and he makes a huge difference. If you watched any of that ball game, uh, so South Alabama's got to figure things out. All right, they have not started playing anywhere near their capability. They go to Oklahoma State, which has a three quarterback rotation, which is something new and different. We'll look into that ball game uh, this week uh, as well. They're going to be lucky to win that one. Uh, they're there. I don't think they're a big underdog, but. They just haven't played well. They haven't played well so far this year. All right. Maybe they play well at this ball game, but they have not played well to begin with. You know, if they, if you were like, well, maybe they read their press clippings or how good they were going to be or yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But that would have ended like against Tulane. And it was a seven, seven first half against Southeastern. So I, I, I don't know exactly what's going on there. We'll see if Kane Womack can uh, figure it out. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On, Sunbelt, your team every day. And the other one is the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Offense got worked out. Defense was a no-show. And they didn't have any idea what to do defensively against ODU. All right, Grant Wilson threw for 94 yards against Virginia Tech. And, I, you know, it's tough to compare the two. And one was at Virginia Tech and one's at home. I get it. But he was 13-19 and 19 for 247 yards and four touchdowns. They have to do a little bit better than that. They had no idea whether to run, whether to, you know, play run defense, pass defense, rush the passer. Uh, they didn't have any idea what to do with their safeties. Their safeties were nowhere to be seen. They they were out-schemed and out-coached. Uh, and, and yet, they still almost tied the ball game up at the end of the game. They had first and goal at the seven with a minute to go from their own three-yard line. <laughs> you know, so I mean, they drove 94 yards. 
they needed a, or a 90, yeah, 94 yards. Yeah, they needed, well, 93 yards, I guess. They needed the extra seven yards. That math in my head doesn't quite figure out, but let's move on. So I don't know what to make of South Alabama, the Cajuns, Southern Miss, or Troy, or some of those teams uh, need to improve. Maybe Texas State, but they fell. They had a shot to beat UTSA. That game didn't get away from uh, Texas State. They actually did a good job defensively. Arkansas State no-showed, losing 37-3 to to Memphis. Butch Jones is hanging on by a thread. Right now, ULM's 2-0. And they slide by Lamar 24-14. A win's a win. And ULM hasn't been 2-0 since 2018. But if you're beating Lamar by 10 points, you kind of have to slow the roll. All right, baby steps for ULM. We'll see. Uh, all right, so I do want to talk more about South Alabama and uh, the Cajuns when we come back. Uh, because they do have issues, and I'm not exactly sure where they are, but I do want to talk through them. Okay, let's tell you about Athletic Brewing Company. Now is the time for your Game Changer of the Week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Jordan McLeod from JMU, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game they make non-alcoholic beers that, a- that actually tastes good. Jordan McLeod leads JMU back once up 17-7, down 28-17, and 35-24. Hits Keelan Black for a 10-yard swing pass touchdown. And JMU, for the first time in 40 years, beats Virginia, plays Virginia and beats them uh, in Charlottesville. And congratulations to the JMU super senior, uh, for taking care of that. Athletic Brewing, they brew over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Golden Sours, and more. They're constantly releasing limited edition experimental styles to their variety. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% of your first online order. That's code Locked. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. All right, Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I guess when we were watching the Cajuns last week against Northwestern State, we didn't know what to make of it, right? Because it was a little uneven. Ben Woldridge coming back from knee surgery. Uh wasn't awful, right? 14 to 32 isn't bad, isn't great, right? Isn't very good. But he had three touchdown passes and he ran for another one. But they were awful in the first half, converting uh, third downs. The two teams combined were 30, or three of 20. Uh, as a team, Cajuns were five of 15 uh, uh, throughout the game. Let me see what they were this time around because they had to be much better this time around, right? Because 38 points. They had a couple of 90-yard drives, or 31 points. A couple of 90-yard drives. They had to be better in this situation uh, this time around than they were last time. Third downs, not much better. Six out of 14, right? Not great, but they were two for three on fourth downs. Uh, The last one, obviously, was their last play of the game. They did have 458 yards passing. He's 25 or 36. This time around, on the road against ODU, where it was only 14-32 to 32 last time out. Rushing, 
a little bit more consistent because I really don't remember too many big rushing plays. The stats seem to have somebody, was it? Let me see here. They had Zylon Perry with only 11 yards. Someone had a big run at the end of the ball game, and I don't know why. Let me see where that was. I will, I'll keep on talking while I look that over. Uh, but the the Cajuns had they were they first of all they did tie things up yesterday. All right, the game could have got away from them early on in the second quarter, and and uh, you know much earlier than it did, and you know, they weren't seeming like they were hustling up at all. And Ben Woldridge hits a deep pass down to the one yard line touchdown next play. So you went from up seven, nothing to down 17, 10 to tied 17 all. They just didn't have any answers defensively. So what do you do? I mean, you can't rush two guys. Cause then you're just going to have them pass, right? You're not going to stop five on two running wise either. You need to back them up with linebackers. They have to figure something else out. Now, other teams aren't going to be able to re- replicate what ODU does, but we'll we'll see other teams what they try to do to ODU because whatever the Cajuns tried did not work. Uh, although they did get a stop at the end of the ball game when they needed one, finally. They only made them punt twice, not counting the possession at the end of the half, uh, and ODU went for it on fourth down one time. So they scored on six of their nine possessions, not counting the tenth one, which they got with a few seconds left. In the first half. I mean, ODU exploited the Cajuns. Uh, the ODU monarchs, monarchists were right. Pains me to say, but they were absolutely 100% right. Mike picked, what, 35-28, and I called him cocky, and it was 38-31. They deserve all the glory. All right, now for South Alabama. Again, I'm confused on what the deal is. Can James Jackson be that big a difference, a center? I, I mean, it can be. He can be. Was Jalen Wayne or, you know, Darrell Luter Jr., that big a difference? Darrell Luter Jr., as good a player as he is, didn't have a great year for the for South Alabama last year. He just didn't. Jalen Wayne did. Jalen Wayne, Voison, and Colin Lacey were all really good compliments to each other. And right now, they don't have that. Although they do seem to be going for home run balls a lot. It's, it's not a whole lot of intermediate passes. It seems to be layups and dunks. Is that what we're looking at? Or no, layups. I'm sorry, layups or three-pointers, right? We we can't have a 10-yard, you know, down and in or, you know, a, a crossing pattern or a button hook or something that just moves the chains along. It uh, doesn't seem to be effective uh, at all. And so I'm, I'm not sure what the deal is. Again, they get Oklahoma State this weekend. It's going to be a nice ball game. They better figure things out and fast. They still can have a really good season. All right. Remember last year, you know, LSU struggled a couple of times and ended up with what, nine and four? That includes a win over Alabama, although they haven't looked really good this weekend, not included um, against Power Five's teams since then. But nonetheless, you can change things during the season. It doesn't have to be one way. Now, if you get all banged up on the offensive line and you don't have a receiver's room and you kind of have to rely on the running game, well, people are going to use that as excuses. Those are reasons. You know, and if you're short on the running game, right? If Webb is hurt and uh, Braylon McReynolds is out, uh, Marco Lee is starting for you, then you already have issues there as well. So maybe that's it. Maybe they're just a little bit banged up. Maybe that's it. We'll see. Was looking for information 
whether Devin Voison is out, I'm sure we will find out uh, at the Monday press conference. So we will keep you tuned in for uh, that. All right. Uh, I had thought that the power shifted from the east to the west. I look like I am wrong. All right. So we will go over the Sun Belt East uh, next because they look very, very strong. All right. But it is that time of the year. All right, get ready for the NFL season. We are underway with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off Sunday NFL ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Anybody have um, Sunday ticket? I have YouTube TV. I love it. It works very well. All of the games tape, you know, tape all the pro games, all the college games. If I have a chance to watch, I can. Um, so I'm a big fan of YouTube TV. I don't do sunday ticket anymore wondering if anybody does and what their experience was with with it on sunday leave leave comments leave your comments uh you know in the comment section <laughs> all right let's talk about that sunbelt east because they are looking tough let's quickly go over their ball games because app state oh so close we talked about that on sunday they're gonna be good if they figure out that defense and they may have figured out some things against drake main company they're going to be good. And they don't have one quarterback. They have two quarterbacks. And I'm not talking, you know, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Yeah. Even if Joy Aguilar takes the job over, you don't have to worry about anything if he goes down. Because what are the chances that he plays the entire season all healthy? That doesn't happen either. All right, let's see what else happened yesterday. We said James Madison beat Virginia. Marshall pulls away 21 fourth quarter points. Uh, and incredibly, well, they're trailing 13 to 10. And uh, Marshall scores uh, a very uncommon 21 fourth quarter points in the second half. Cam Fancher, 178 yards. Let me guess, defense played a part in that. I will be honest with you. I did not see any of that ball game. Let's see what we happen here. 13 to 10, punt, touchdown, punt, touchdown, interception. So it did have a little bit to do with it and a turnovers at the end, but that was way too late. So Marshall shows up in the fourth quarter. So they've done that a couple of times, right? They had to come back against Albany and skirted their way through that ball game, although that was 21-17. Here they do blow out East Carolina with a big fourth quarter, 21 points in the fourth quarter, beating East Carolina 31-13. So Marshall is 2-0. Georgia Southern is 2-0, 49-35. They had a little bit of an issue in the second quarter, giving up 22 points to UAB. Georgia Southern's getting Wisconsin. Don't don't sleep on that ball game. Don't sleep on that one. I know the spreads are out. Let's see if it's out here quickly. 16 points. Don't sleep on that one, baby. That could be a money line game. Just a little bit on the money line just to see because Wisconsin just got embarrassed by uh, Washington State, if you will. Not that losing to Washington State's embarrassed, but they didn't play particularly well. So... I mean, Wisconsin didn't play particularly well. Washington State played fine. In fact, they played very well. But that's an early ball game, 11 a.m. on Saturday. Of course, we'll talk about that 
later on in uh, the week. But, and you know who else is off to a good start? Georgia State. They cleaned some things up against uh, UConn, right? That was a tricky game, I said. And they got out, jeez, they got out to a 28 to nothing lead, winning 35-14. Darren Granger, another solid day. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. 15 of 2644 yards and a touchdown uh, in the air. Let's see what he did on the ground. Also, 12 carries, 142 yards on the ground and a touchdown. So, again, Darren Granger having the kind of year we were hoping Darren Granger would have. And so he's off to a good start. And so is uh, Georgia State. All right. Let's see if we have are – we forget, are we forgetting anybody? I'm really good at doing this stuff in my head. And ODU with a win, right? So ODU – they're actually 1-0. They're actually on top of the conference uh, because of their win over uh, the Cajuns, or at least the division. And Coastal Carolina takes care of Jacksonville State 30-16. Uh, to 16. And we will talk about Arkansas State later in the week, but that is an issue. I mean, is, yeah. Butch Jones is in trouble. I mean, let's just flat out say, let's see who they get. Let's see who they get uh, this week coming up. They're at, they get Stony Brook, so one would hope that's a win, or maybe the end of the Butch Jones uh, era. Stony Brook is 0-2, losing to Delaware 37-13 uh, and Rhode Island 35-14. So uh, this is basically a must-win. This is a must-win because Arkansas State is getting – uh, Southern Miss after that. They do are they're at Massachusetts. They got to go to UMass. Who knows what the weather's gonna be like there at the end of uh September. Uh and then you're at Troy. So this is this is a ball game that they have to win. All right. Uh all right. So let's check out. I wanted to check out the Sun Belt. Do we have the standings here? Because oh, here we go. Uh yeah, full standings. I mean the the, the Sun Belt East. Old Dominion's 1-1 one one with a loss to Virginia Tech. Georgia Southern 2-0. Georgia State 2-0. James Madison 2-0. Marshall 2-0. App State 1-1 one one with a loss to Carolina. Coastal Carolina 1-1 one one with a loss to UCLA. So the three losses are to Power 5 teams. On the other hand, South Alabama has a loss to Tulane. Southern Miss has a loss to Florida State. Okay. Texas State's losses to UTSA. And the Trojans lost to K-State. The Cajuns just lost to ODU. So some of those are good Power 5 school or a group of five schools, obviously. Others are, are Power 5 schools. But right now, the uh, the East looking a little bit better. And all we all had old, uh, you know, ULM at 2-0 and the Monarchs on top of the East. Uh, that is for sure. I thought the Monarchs were actually either picked sixth or seventh. That was, it was not pretty. I was kind of confused about that because they, they seem to be in the same situation as Texas state, but one was picked higher than the other. And they're both looking pretty good, right? Those were the two schools that, you know, expectations in reality. And I didn't know what expectations really were. And I certainly didn't know what the reality was outside of making changes. No, we'll see. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, continue to support uh, the channel. Uh, we're, we need a few more. Got off for a week. We do need a few more subscriptions to get on that pace for uh, 1,000 by Halloween. All right. We had, I think we're up to like 33. We needed about 70. 
Uh, so, or I'm sorry, about 50, sorry. Uh, but now we're going to need about 70 because we're going to need 100 uh, in, well, 70 in the next week to get to 100 to get back on pace, all right? So do appreciate those who have been tuning in and listening. I think more and more people are finding it, putting it in the Facebook groups. If you do have a Facebook group from your school that you're rooting for, some are tougher to find than others, uh, please let me know and I will put the uh, pods in there. When it's a general Sunbelt pod, I will spread the wealth. Otherwise, I try to hit up the ones that are mentioned compared to the ones who are not, right? It's tough to put something in Arkansas State, and we really didn't talk about them uh, in this one uh, all that much, although we did a little bit. Uh, all right. Thank you so much for tuning in to Locked On Sunbelt. Enjoy the week. We'll be back again on Tuesday with another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. <laughs>